Praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, today I've got an exciting special guest. You're going to hear this message entitled, No More, by Minister Nelson Robertson. He's one of our staff ministers here, and I want you to hear this awesome word of God. You're really going to be blessed. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can subscribe to Kingdom Inspirations, and you can get your inspirational letter weekly right from the heart of yours truly, Pastor Mark Stroud. And I know it's going to be a blessing to you. So check it out today. Go to www.kingdomrock.org. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled No More by Minister Nelson Robertson right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. Is he the center of your joy? Is he the center of your joy? You know, the, we can allow the, the world to steal our joy. We can allow the world to steal everything we have, but if he is the center of our joy... There's nothing that the enemy can take from us. Amen. Amen. So let us bow for a word of prayer before we get into the word. Father God, we want to thank you today, there, God, for your awesome presence here today. We want to thank you, Father, for what you're about to do in this place. And through to, um, for those that are home that are watching via internet or periscope, Father, we would just want to thank you for being the God that you are, a loving God, a kind God, a merciful God. And this morning, Father, I ask that you touch my, my lips, O oh God, and let it speak nothing but your, tr- your truth. Let nothing that I said be outside of your will, but to edify your people, that they will bring glory and honor to your name. We thank you there, God, for our pastor in this absence right now, that you will bless him wherever he at right now, there, God, as he ministered to those that he is ministering to right now, Father, that he will speak nothing but the uncompromised truth. In Jesus' name we pray, they God. Amen. 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 Let us put our hands together for the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless his name. And Pastor send greetings to each and every one of you. He said that he loves you all. And, you know, he know we love him. We love you, Pastor. Know you watching. Everyone said we love you. Yeah. Amen. And our line viewers, we love you as well. Amen. Um, as, I, as I was asked to present the word this morning, because, you know, my pastor, he had a pretty busy weekend. He had um, service Friday night. He had to preach Friday night, Saturday. He had a, um, with um, Mr. Um, Brother Gene and Sister Diane. We, had, we were there, and then he had to go away today um, to preach. So he, when I was asked to, to present the word today, I began to, um, I went before the Lord and tried to, I asked him for a word because I don't want to get up and say anything that is outside the word of God that, that, is not, that has not been given to me to give to, um, to his people because God is not a respecter of person. He can use anyone and he will use anyone and he is using anyone that is willing and able. And today, the sermon, the name of this sermon, you can write it down or you can get it later, is No More. No More. Um, if you, if we, we don't have to look far 
for manifestation of things to happen, that, that is happening, that has been written in the Bible. We don't have to look far. Now the enemy is out, he is stealing, he is devouring, he is deceiving, he is taking whatever is available, not to him but to us, because God has already taken it back when he went to the cross. But we allow the enemy to come in and take it back again. And that's when we get to the point of saying, no more. You're not stealing my joy, no more. You're not messing with my children, no more. You're not messing with my husband, no more. You're not messing with my finance, no more. My health, you're not messing with it, no more. It will be no more. We are here to take it back because he gave us that authority. He said life and death lies in the power of the town. We can speak life. It had already been taken back and given back to us. And anything that you need, any situation that you need to, a solution to, it is in the word. If you have your Bibles, you could go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm going to read it both from the, the New Living and also the King James. Because I, I know we sometimes use two different Bibles. But uh, it's the, basically the same thing. Excuse me. Amen. The King James Version said, the Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17, that the man of God may, may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And the New Living Translation read it this way. All scriptures is, imp- is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teach us to do what is right. God used it to prepare and equip his people to do every good works. But we have an enemy, which is the enemy of God. And one of the things that he want to do is to steal the word of God away from you. And if he could get the word of God out of you or gets you from getting into the word of God, he could take everything away from you. Because you will not know how to declare and to decree which the authority has already been given to you. If he can keep you out of the word of God, you will not know how to resist him when he begins to tempt you I try to get you to, to walk away or to do something or to say things outside the will of God. The most important things in our world right now, in our life right now, is the word of God. We have people looking to the government to say, well, he's over in Cuba 
and ISIS is causing trouble. Why is he not here taking care of our business? People is looking to government for protection. When the protection, when, for example, people is here. The government is here. They're looking up to the government for protection. Please help. Are you going to protect our United States? Are you going to protect the world? The government is looking down. And then the government is looking up, please help, because the only thing or only person that the government got to look to is God, because he can't help you, and you can't help him. So instead of worrying about what the government is doing in ISIS, you got to get into the word of God and trust God each and every day when you leave home. But if he can get you from getting into the word of God and you don't understand where your protection is and your provision is, he can take everything from you and he could destroy you. Because the Bible said the word of God is life. It is living. It gives life. Knowledge and wisdom and understanding lies in the word of God. And if he can get you from reading, from coming to church, from going to Bible study, from going to prayer meeting, he can take everything away from you. Because the scripture also told us that we, from a lack of knowledge, we perish. And that's one of his main reasons to attack us, to get us from the knowledge of God. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 4, because we, we're taking a journey. I want you to see how this lined up. Mark chapter 4, we just read all about the scripture how it can be used for different things as correction, instruction. Mark chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. And it says, I'm going to read from the King James Version again. The sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they heard, when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And the New Living Translation said this way, St. Mark, Mark chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the, the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have Satan come, and, come at once and take it away. Come instantly. Because remember now, why, why we are getting the word from pastor or wherever we are while we are getting the word. Images and different thoughts begin to come into your mind. He is trying to, to, to captivate your attention so that you, can, you can't even pay attention to what is being said or what is going on. Because remember, most people, by the time they hit the door going back out and you ask them, what did the pastor preach? And they don't know. Because the enemy already done stole the word of God from them. And by the time they get outside and here comes temptation and they don't, they, they don't know how to resist. They don't know how to respond. Because whatever he already been preached on was probably was a word for them. But because they, they choose to listen to that voice that he keep putting in their ear, 
Yeah, see, that's why the Bible said you got, you got to get into the Word of God to understand how this works. It's not that, he's come, not that he comes, take your Bible, and run, run with your Bible. It's the Word. It's what you hear. He can, he can use your distraction. And that's what he's doing out in the world right now. You have people that they, they don't want to get up in the morning. It's not that they are sick. Because if they are sick, we are also providing a way for them to get the message of God through the internet, through Periscope, so they can get. But there are those that just choose to, I'm going to work 80 hours this week so that I can meet my needs. But you got to trust God to provide. And then on that sixth day, that seventh day, I'm tired. I can't go to church. I'm too tired to get up. But I've made up in my mind. I said, I used to work a lot. Five days isn't good enough. Yeah. One day, Saturday, I hang out with my family. We do all what we got to do. Sunday, we worship. But during the Wednesday night, you know, we have Bible studies and things like that. And we worship. You read your Bible consistently. But Saturday and Sunday, I can't, I'm not going to work 85 hours and then tell the Lord I'm tired. And then, and then I asked him to provide. Amen. Amen. I'm the one who asked him to provide in 85, 90 hours, and I'm telling him I'm tired. I can't do that. Because I, I, I mean, I, got, I, I feel guilty doing that because I feel like he's the one who's supplying my needs. He is the one who I have to go to when I'm in need. And I could give five or six days to the world. But one day I have to give to him. And it have to be unconditioned. Because once the enemy can keep you outside of the word of God, he can keep you away from this. He got you. He got your mind. Once he can corrupt you, your, your marriage is in trouble. Once he can corrupt you, you can't even function on the job. Once he can steal your, your, your peace and your joy... There's no peace in your home. Yes. Now let us go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. I know we're going to go through some scriptures, but I just want, if you don't want to, I can read and you can write them down and go back to, to the scriptures later. But this is a journey. A journey into no more. And I want you guys to, I don't want to just read it. I want you guys to see what the Bible said for yourself. Yeah. Amen. When you get there, you can say amen. I'll, I'll go ahead and start reading for you. The scripture is first, first Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And I will be reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And how can he devour us? Not through our body, physically. He can devour us through the word. Because once the, you lose the word, basically you, you lose life. You lose all hope. Life and death. Everything that you need to know what to avoid and what to uh, accept is in this word of God. And everything that is in this word of God needed to operate out there. Amen. Everything. Even the unbelievers are using the concept of giving it shall be given unto you. 
Don't you see those that are not saved, how much money they give away, how much they receive? It's not that they are godly, but they, they, the, word of, the concept just works. It just works. But we, believers, allow the enemy to, to, to mess up our mind. We are so messed up that we, we, don't, we can't even stand to see another believer drive a brand new 2017 car. Something that God gives us to use and enjoy. Because you say all good gifts come from, from him for us to enjoy. Because if you're really in tune with God, if you're really connect with God, you, you're going to understand that these things are just materialistic things that you can use. You're not loving them. You're not letting them control you. you use, and then you go on to glory. But the first thing, someone who is sitting in the congregation or in church... I don't want to say believers, but in church, because not everyone that's sitting in the church is a believer. But someone that is sitting in church, the first thing that comes out of their mouth, because God is blessing you, money is bad. They said money is bad. All evil things come from money. But a wise man of God, a woman of God would understand that you're not allowing anything, money, cars, anything to control you. If God bless you with money, you could be a blessing to someone. Amen. You just, you, you know the concept of give, you, giving and receiving. You're just constantly giving and you, you're running from, from money because it keeps coming back to you. Because the concept works. It does not control you. It does not control you. You don't care about it. Because you know where your anchor is. Your anchor is in God. Yourself, your, your salvation, you already, you already secure that because you believe that word that said, for, for God so loved the word that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's you. That's your foundation that you're standing on. So money is just another tool that you're going to use to give the kingdom rock. Build the house of God. Bless the woman of God. Bless, bless, the, bless her children. Pay for the college fund. Pay for a car. Pay for a house. Pay, pay for something. Use it to honor God. When you are in tune with God and you know where you stand with God, it does not affect you. But someone who does not, that the enemy continue to keep away from God's word and does not know what the word said, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is something carnal. You're probably using the church money to do that. You're probably doing something outside the will of God to acquire that. What about the blessings of God? He promised to bless us. I'm going to read Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. You could go there or you could write it down. And it says, for the word of God is alive. That's why he tried to keep you out of this. That's why he's trying to keep you from operating in the word of God. He's trying to keep you from receiving the word of God because whatever you said out of your mouth is going to come to pass. He said, for the word of God is alive and it is powerful. And when you say powerful, you got to make sure that you, you give it that punch. That the POW got powerful because it, it do some things. The word of God do some things. When you pray for your healing and you believe that with faith, you're going to be surprised. I, there's one morning I woke up, and I woke up with a toothache. And I was just like, you know, 
Oh, no. In the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, in one minute, that, that pain was gone. And even myself, I, had, I was surprised. I, then I had to remind myself, the word of God just worked just like that. It works just like that. And I've learned, I don't have to wait until I get into the church or until I get into a meeting to speak the word of God. Because you heard what you hear what it says right here. For the word of God is alive and it is powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. And you gotta watch this. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desire. So you see, when he began to put those thoughts into your mind when the word of God is coming through. Because the word of God is so alive and it, it begins to expose what he's trying to get you to, 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 to receive and to let the seed grow into your heart so that it could turn it to something else. The word of God already, it, it alerts you and you shut it down. You say, not in, no more. In the name of Jesus, no more thoughts that is not of God. No more unbelieving thoughts. So that's why he's trying to keep you away from the word of God because he know what you can do with the word of God. God already blessed you tremendously. God have already blessed you to Christian believers. Let's say child of God because I don't want to keep saying Christians because there's a lot of people who keep saying I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. But yet the actions does not match up to what God says. Believers, people who are child of God, you can call your financing, call your healing in. Can you, can you imagine God bless you with a house that you didn't even pay for? Is that impossible? The Bible said with God all things are possible. With man, it is impossible. Can you imagine someone who the doctor said cannot have child, cannot have children, bear a child and raise the child up to be a God-fair man or woman? With God, all things are possible, but it is in his word. But if he can keep you away from the word, if the devourer can keep you from receiving the rich word of God, then he'll take everything away from you. And with God, there is no time. God is timeless. He did it before and he could do it again. This is another reason why he wanted to keep you out of the word of God, uh, keep you away from his wisdom and knowledge. Psalms 119, verse 130. I'll give you a minute to catch up. Because I, I, I just don't want to read, I don't want to tell you about it. I want you to see what the word of God says for yourself. Because a lot of times we hear things coming over the pulpit and we're not sure whether it's true or not, but... I just want you guys to see, and this is Psalms 130, 119 verse 130. In my New Living Translation, read again, it says, The teaching of your word gives light, so even the simple can understand. And that's why he tried to keep the simple from receiving the wisdom and knowledge of God. Because you're going to put doctors and lawyers and 
out of business because when you start calling out your healing, when you start declaring your healing, when you start declaring your healing and see results, they're going to hit. You see, that's why the, the scripture said, uh, Jesus said, they hit me and they're going to hit you because the, the scripture also in Ephesians 5 and 1 told us to imitate God. And once we imitate God and we begin to speak like God, we begin to get results. They're not going to like that. And one of the things he expects us to do is to deny him, just like Peter did. You remember when, when Peter was, when um, Jesus was arrested and there was questioning um, Jesus, Peter, Peter was sitting in the outer coat and the young lady said, you were with Jesus. And he said, no. But Jesus already told him that uh, he will deny him three times. And we, we know that because all of this has been written in the Bible for us, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. And that's why we now is going to, we are going to be so successful because the things, the instruction that is in this word of God right now that is for us, each and every one of us that receive Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, God does it across the board even because he's not a respect of person. What he did for Abraham, he'll do for you. What he did for Sarah, he'll do for you. What he did for Job, he will do for you. All he said, all, uh, and he already did, he did the hard part. All he asking us to do is to believe. And how hard it is to believe. Can you believe until you sweat blood? Can you really believe until you sweat? If, you, if, if I'm kneeling down here and I'm believing so hard until I'm sweating, something is wrong. <laughs> it might be the hot pepper. I don't know. <laughs> because believing is such an easy thing. It is such an easy, all you get to do is just trust God's word for it. Proverbs chapter 18, I'm going to read that to you. You don't have to get it right now, but you can write it down. As you know, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. And it said, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And now when you, when you receive that, it's not talking about consequences of, as um, in punishment well it could go both ways because life a consequence of life can be joy and prosperity and all that stuff and your health and all that but death you're still going to read the consequence of death hard times and you know if you're speaking negative over yourself you're going to receive negative hard time you're going to be hurt but you speak life you continue to speak life you're going to uh, reap what you sow as far as prosperity, you know, joy, peace, love and kindness, all these different things. And that's why he tries so hard to keep us out of the word of God and keep our mind so consumed with what is going on in the, the, the movie industry, music industry, everything, the thoughts. That's why we got to be so in tune with God because we have to be able to resist. You know, sometimes we take words the wrong way. Sometimes we take things the wrong way and, and it upsets us. And that's one of, his, that's one of his, his methods that he used. If he can get us to be divided, if he could get us to fight against one another, if he could get us to, to, to start something, especially in Sunday morning, you'll be so upset you stay home. 
you be so upset, you stay home. And then, and if you come with a hard heart, when you get here, you're not going back with anything because your mind, he keeps still feeding you, feeding you with those negative thoughts, feeding you. And, and your mind is so messed up that you go back out the same way you came in. Yes. Yes. Unless you yield to the word of God. This is another reason why he want to keep us out as we tell him no more. Luke eleven twenty eight. if you want to go there, chapter, Luke chapter 11. Let's all go there together. Luke chapter 11, verse 28. I know it's a lot of turning, but I just want you guys to get this picture of why he tried to keep us away from the word of God. Luke eleven twenty eight said in this New Living Translation, Jesus replied, and this is before, this is when he, he was tempting Jesus to turn bread into stone. And he was saying, um, to turn stone into bread, excuse me. And he was saying, Jesus replied, but even more, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. He know the word of God. Remember now, he was kicked out. So he know what the word of God can do. And if he can saturate your mind with all these negative things on TV or on the radio or what your neighbor is doing or who is doing something down the street or what the other church is doing over there and how the word is not coming from over there and how everybody's going in that door wearing shorts just came out of the, the, the parties and this and that. If he could keep you consumed with these things. You will miss everything. We will miss what God has for us. And, and go to um, Deuteronomy 28. This is, why, this, this is a good part of it, why he's trying to keep you that way. And not just you, me too, all of us. But we, what we said, no more. No more. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. Let's start at verse 1. Amen. Amen. If you guys find it, I'm going to read from the New Living. And it says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his command that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. You see, this is why he didn't want you to get this wisdom and listen to the blessing. Your, your towns and your field will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offsprings of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit basket and bread basket will be blessed. Whatever you do, what it, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. So you see the reason why he's trying to steal the word of God from you? He's trying to get us out of the word of God so that we cannot receive what Christ has took back when he went to the cross. Everything that he deceived Adam and Eve and has stolen from us, Christ sacrificed his life. God has given us his one and only son, the only sacrifice that could have made it, that could have done it. And he went there and he took back everything that belongs to us. Your healing, your finance, your health, 
your mind, your right mind, everything. Because look at the world. People are losing their mind. People are losing. We got to be real. People are losing their minds over things. But when you know that God is your source, the things that not control you, you lose one, and as soon as you lose it, you remember the word of God. You go back to God, and you present yourself to God, and you tell God, I know you can. If you've done it before, I know you can do it again. So it does not bother you to the point where you begin to lose your mind. You understand a car is just a car, even if it's a blessing. But God wants us to take care of our blessing. Because don't take care of God's blessing like just, it's like anything. Because remember now, when you used to, we used to ride the bus. And we got to wait till the bus comes. And now that God, now that God bless us, we move when we want to move. So as you move when you want to move, don't get to the point of taking for advantage that God has blessed you with something and you're not going to take care of it. You just don't worship it. You just use it to bring honor to God. Use it to give someone a ride to church. Use it to get someone a ride to school, to the grocery store. God would bless us for that. But when we begin to, to, to put our hands around this like, uh-uh, there's nobody coming in my car. You can't even come in the car with a shoes or anything like that. Now you, <laughs> now you are stepping over the line. Now you have crossed the line that, that God does not want you to, to cross. You are worshiping that thing now. You are worshiping. I, I love tacos. But if, he, if God, I mean, well, I got my $5 million already. I've been asking God for As soon as the bank call and says there, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not going to buy a taco, a taco store. But, I, you know, I enjoy myself. But I make sure it goes out. You give and receive. You give and receive. It got to go. You, you're not staying here. You got to go. Because you got to go to work. You know, in, uh, in the, the book of um, Isaiah said that, um, you know, you send your word out and it never comes back to you void. And this is one of the reasons why he tried to keep you out of this world. He tried to keep you from gaining the wisdom and knowledge of God. Because when you begin to depend on God as your source and you begin to call those things which are not as though they are. And you begin to receive it because you, your, your word is now mixed with faith. And when it mixed with faith, I'm telling you, it's going to work. And he's afraid of that. He's afraid that you're going to change life. People are going to receive new life. They're going to give their life to Christ. And that a part of his, his army begin to get smaller. So he got to keep you away from this. He got to keep you away from this. When we come and we sing in the morning... There's brothers and sisters that comes in with sometimes heaviness on their heart, cares of the world. But when we begin to sing and we begin to glorify God, it helps to break down those walls. It helps to break down the walls so that the word of God can go and the word of God could do what it's supposed to do. But if he can keep you in that state of mind and you can't receive, you can't grow. If you can't receive, you can't call those things which are not as though they are. If you can't receive, you can't rebuke. Because the spirit of God, of, of the enemy will try to creep right into your bed, right into your household. You have to be able to recognize him. 
And God told us how we can recognize him. He is sneaky. And he will use any little thing. And, and, and if we're not grounded in the word of God, every little thing would upset us. Every little thing would, would deter us from, from doing what God called us to do. I remember as I was growing, you know, in the word of God as a young man, sometimes I get so, so mad, I stay home. And I, as I look back and what I was missing and what I knew now, I'm like, Jesus, Lord, I, I repent. You know? <laughs> There was a time in my life when I used to, um, you know, I pretend like I was sleeping, you know, and then when everybody leave home, I get up and make the biggest breakfast, and I <laughs> and when I heard they coming back, I sneak back into bed like I was sleeping. <laughs> but now I can, I already repent. But now that I know the word of God and I know what it does, you can't, you, I'm up and I'm ready to go. There were, and I'll tell you, there was times when me and my wife, we have a little disagreement. And I said, I'm not going. And by the time they get ready to walk out, out the door, I'm already dressed because the spirit convicts me. I cannot stay there anymore. That's the, the, that was the old life. And I know what I'm getting from God because even now with, with, with my walk as a young man I, on the job, I feel so much joy now. I, I'm, I'm at peace. It doesn't matter what is going on on the job or in the world. I'm just so at peace because I look at God as my source. And I always declare that my family will never be broke again. Will never be hungry again will never want for everything again because he said in Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all of your needs. And I'm taking the word of God for what it is. I'm not looking to the government because the government is looking to someone else. And if the government was truly looking to God, this whole world would have been different. Can you imagine all the leaders looking to God for wisdom, for answers, for provision? Can you imagine what this world would be like? And that's why we got to continue to pray for them and pray for the, those that are, are around them, that they will be bold enough, to, bold enough to speak a word because there are those in the circle who are even afraid to say the name Jesus. They are afraid to say the name Jesus because I might lose my job. I might not have popularity anymore. I might be pushed out of my circle. But when you are bold enough to say Jesus anywhere you are, God will take care of you. Amen. He will take care of you. And this and I'm gonna read this to even to um to our young folks, our young people, because you see, they also think that um, everything that has been said, and I used to think that way, is for the grown folks. The word of God is just for the grown folks only. But listen to what it said, and uh, you don't have to go I just read this real quick in Psalms 119, verse 9. It said, how can a young person stay pure? That's the question, and there's the answer. By obeying your word. Everything that a young person needs to do or know to be successful is in the word of God. And I wish I knew that when I was young. 
even though I grew up in church, grandfather preaching, everybody, my grandfather preaching, you know, all my sisters, mom, everybody's in church, but I never was paying attention like uh, I'm supposed to. And that's why I have such a, a burning desire to teach our young people that when you receive the word of God, you don't have to compromise out in the world. You can be 12 years old and you can be very successful. You can be 13 years old and you can be very successful if you obey. Because God is such a generous and loving God that he, he, he made it even across the playing field. Women, man, boy, girl, old, young, it doesn't matter who it is. As long as you believe what the word of God says and you apply it, it will work for you. It never fails. It will never fail you because he's not a respective person. You can lay hands on a, on a grown folk and they will recover. You can lay hands, you could speak into someone's life and it will happen. Because what is said there, whether you send your word out, it will never come back to you void. It is not just for one set of people. In James, James chapter 1, verse 21, it also um, uh, encourages us to get rid of all. Um, this is what it reads. So get rid of all, the, all of the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God. And humbly accept the word God has planted in your heart. For it has the power to save your life. Life-saving word. But if, if he can get us. If he can captivate our minds and kind of get us to worship and to, to be deceived by the things that we see. Because the scripture already said we, we, we don't walk by, by sight. We walk by faith. You have to trust God more than that. And that's why I'm here to tell you today. You can say to him, no more. No more stealing your joy. No more messing with your finance. No more messing with your health. No more messing with your families. No more messing with your neighbors. No more because God has already redeemed us. He already took back what he stole from us. And now we have the power, we have the right to use this word. As Jesus told him, Jesus, he tried to tempt Jesus. Jesus told him, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. We have the right. And if you go to Ezekiel 37, when he was talking about the, the, the dry bones, you can see how the spirit was coaching him on what to say and said to these dry bones and, and the skin and the, the flesh to come back. That's how powerful the word of God is. And there should be no, Christians should not be lacked. There should not be a lack in any Christian's life. Any, that's a child of God life. Joy, peace, love. All that he has, he wants to give to us. Health, strength, finance. And, and that's one thing we, we don't like to talk about. Because we already heard it so many times growing up. But money is evil. And it controls people and makes people do crazy things. People outside the will of God, yes. Those outside the will of God. But when you are in the will of God and you know who you are in Christ, it cannot control you. Nothing can control you. 
Because you know if the, the Bible said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if the Holy Spirit lives in you and he is teaching you and bringing things to remembrance, what the word said, how can he control you? We all supposed to be death free. We all supposed to be happy. We all supposed to be healthy. We allowed him to, to, to steal too much of the word from us. Every time the word has been preached and given, he bombarded us with his negative thoughts. I'm sure some of y'all sit here sometime and think about some things. I, I, I had to cast them down. I had to cast down uh, thinking about work, uh, uh, working on my truck. Uh, I got to get up uh, Monday morning. I got I to gotta resist those thoughts because this is not the time for that. But if he can consume you with that, you're going to miss a word that has been given. And God wants his word to be in us so that we are ready to use it when the time is right. That's, that's, this is our sword. This is our defense. Everything that the world threw at us, we can conquer it through this. And today we said, no more. No more stealing the word. No more stealing our joy. No more stealing our health. We declare that we are strong. We declare that we are healthy. We declare that we are rich. We declare that the love of God dwells in us. And the word of God saturated our mind. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And as we close, and I give it back over to my wife, if there's anyone here that needs prayer. If anyone here that needs prayer. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10 Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.